I mean, I started my self-development journey about 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I went on this quest. And this was before it was cool. This was before it was like, you know, the way it is now, self-development is on every Instagram, TikTok video, yeah. right? But back in the day, that wasn't as celebrated or as sexy. But I went on this journey because I'm like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to life. What's up, everybody? This is Anthony for a new episode of Your Brother's Podcast. Today, my guest is Joanna Vargas. Joanna helps female entrepreneurs scale their business with marketing and mindset. She's also the host of Get Up Girl podcast, and she's the owner and founder of Fit Factory Studio. Joanna, thank you for accepting my offer and welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony, for having me. I'm really excited. I'm in Los Angeles right now, so let's jump right in so that all let's the listeners go. get some, some really good nuggets and takeaways and actual tangible things that they can do. Awesome. I like that. So, Joanna, first of all, I would like to go back in in time and uh, tell me how you were as a child. Were you already interested in what you are doing right now as a, as a business or like were you a spontaneous kid, curious kid? How were you back then? When I was a young girl, I always felt different. I always felt like an alien, like I didn't fit in. And I did my best to try to fit in so deeply. And now as an an older woman, I'm like, I embrace how different I am. But ever since a young girl, I did have the entrepreneurial spirit. I was six years old when I had my first lemonade stand. And the way I looked at my lemonade stand was very different than just making lemonade. I saw it from like this creative entrepreneurial standpoint. I'm like, how can we be different? So I got lemons and I cut them in little wedges. I added straws and I would cut the straws. And then here's the cool thing, Anthony. I had little cups. They were one ounce cups. Mm-hmm. and So it was less lemonade to sell and I sold them for five cents. And the reason I sold them for five cents, I knew this at six years old, was that I knew people were going to pay us more than five cents. So most people gave us a dollar. Most people gave us 50 cents. But I knew if I put the lemonade for a quarter or 50 cents, they would just give us a quarter or 50 cents. But I'm Mm. like, no, we're going to have it less so that I could maximize profits and make more. So I always had that already as a mindset. And also I was doing anything to make a dollar out of 15 cents. As a very young girl, I would buy candies or I would have my mom buy them and then go into school and sell them for a quarter. I would trace little drawings and then I would make photocopies at the local photocopy center before Mm -hmm. you can make them on a printer at home. And then I would sell them for a quarter so everybody can color in class. So I always had that. So I'm telling you this because if anybody listening has children that already have that, that like tenacity to create money, to think differently, oh my gosh, embrace that, especially now with social media and YouTube and the things that they can create. I mean, who knows what I would have created if YouTube was around when in the 80s when I was a young girl. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's quite unique. I think you're my first guest who had such early stage of entrepreneurship. Would you say, like, were your parents already modeling? Uh, you were modeling your parents, or it came out of like really naturally from from nowhere, from from God? It was in my blood. It was from God. They yeah. they were the nine to fivers. My dad, my whole my my dad, my mom, and my sister were all very logical thinkers. Very, you do A, B, C, and that's why I'm saying I felt like an alien. I never worked that way. I was very very unique. And now I see it as a superpower, but I saw it as a wrongness when I was young. Now I see it as a strongness that I'm so different and unique. And so I'm, I'm blessed on the tenacity that I had to continue to not follow that path because I could feel that I was jumping into their reality of, oh, I should be like they are. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. Mm. I tried so hard to be like they were, and it, it just didn't work out for me. So thank God that I didn't choose that path. Because it, it just yeah. wasn't for me. Hmm. So when you when you came into high school, um, how did you blend with other kids? Were you already like the outlier, or did you have a group of friends that were also more creative or entrepreneur or into into dance? Because we can speak about dance too. That's a great question. I mean, I had been dancing my whole life. So I got into the mm-hmm. dance team and it was a prestigious dance team at my high school. And I got in at 13 years old. So I'm an eighth grader and I got in and that was like 
very big to get in. So being around those girls in that dance group leveled me up in high school. I mean, I learned so much about teamwork, about etiquette. I mean, all those types of things. So I was different in the aspect of like creativity and things like that and the way that I learned in school. However, it also taught me how to to get whatever was needed. For example, I knew I was really good at sales because I would get A's and B's even though I was maybe not the the most logical bookworm but I knew mm-hmm. how to get A's and B's because I knew how to talk to my teachers. I knew oh. how to do the extra credit. I knew how to do all that stuff. So again, just because I was not smart in their reality of like what smart is, I was smart in a different way. I knew how to work the system. I knew wow. how to talk and like go in early and bring donuts to the teachers and stand up and do the, <laughs> the, you know, the, the speeches in front of class where the other kids, like they did not have that, that gift. So I used that gift to my advantage, but I didn't see it, Anthony, as a gift then. I see it now as a gift, but I yeah. didn't then. I Again, I thought I was the wrong one. I thought I was the dumb one when actually I'm like, God, I was pretty smart. I just was different than they were. So the, the line is very fine between genius and like feeling wrong or something is bad about me. When did you realize that you were actually great at something instead of judging yourself all the time? Ooh, great question. Probably about six or seven years ago. I mean, I started my self-development journey about 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I went on this quest. And this was before it was cool. This was before it was like, you know, the way it is now, self-development is on every Instagram, TikTok video, yeah. right? But back in the day, that wasn't as celebrated or as sexy. But I went on this journey because I'm like, there's got to be more there's got to be more to life, right? I didn't articulate it that way, but I knew there's got to be more. So I went literally on a journey. Okay, I'll go here. I went to Tony Robbins. Okay, that led me to this workshop. And then that workshop led me to another one. So I just keep kept searching. And then about seven years ago, I went on this retreat. It was a woman's retreat. And I started to learn about that I'm this and I'm that. I am all of it. I'm not just one thing. So my whole entire life life up until that moment, I had been taught to buy the lie that I had to be one thing. I am smart. I'm not dumb. I am this. I'm not that. I have to be pretty. I can't be ugly. I have to be Mm -hmm. smart. I can't be dumb. And then when I went to this retreat, she said, she told us to take out a piece of paper. Now, this time, looking back at it, it seems so minuscule, but at that moment, it was huge for me. Take out a piece of paper, write a line down the center, and on the left side, write everything that you strive to be. So I wrote, you know, smart, ambitious, successful, etc. Then on the right side, okay, so we did that for 10 minutes. Now on the right side, write the complete opposite of the left. So if you wrote beautiful, write ugly. If you wrote successful, write failure, etc. So then we go down the middle and I'm not sure of what she's going to say yet. And then she says, okay, we're going to stand up each person and you're going to say out loud and declare it. I am successful and I'm a failure. I am beautiful and I'm ugly. Right. And it was, it hit me. I mean, every woman there, I think kind of got it. But for me, I got it. She said that for me because my entire life, I was so striving not to be this the right side. So striving. Because then she said, oh, she said something of like, you know, nice or great. And then on the right, I put bitch. And I, I, I'm not sure if I could say that here if you're open. But you can say it. Okay, cool. Because my whole life, Anthony, I did everything in my power to not be called a bitch or be that word. It was like, nope, I had to fight to the death. I was taught that a true woman would fight and never be that. And then she asked Mm. me, but are you ever, do you ever choose to be a bitch? And I looked at her and I said, no. And then she looked at me and she laughed. She's like, Joanna, come on. You've never been a bitch. And then I started to laugh. I'm like, I do. I'm a really good one. And then it became light. What's true is light and what false is heavy. 
what's true mm. is light, what's false is heavy. So as soon as I started to laugh, I knew it was true as in like, who cares? The truth of like, it was light. It was like, yeah, of course you could be a really good bitch, Joanna. And sometimes you could be a really great, nice person. You are both and everything in between. I mean, it doesn't have to be so black and white. It could be gray, purple, green. And as soon as I got that, I released this need to have to be so nice and light. So now when somebody calls me a bitch or somebody says, oh, you're kind of being bitchy, I can laugh at them and go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And I start laughing and then they laugh and it's done with. But in this reality, we are taught to fight to the death, fight for your honor. We have to get it right. And it's like, whoa. So when you ask me, when did this happen? It was about seven years ago. At that moment, <laughs> I started the new journey of knowing I am all of it, to get curious, ask questions. And I don't have to fight in order to be black or white. I am every single color in the crayon box. Joanna, I could not say that better. And you know, my mentor, Dr. G John Martini, was on the podcast yesterday. Wow. We didn't cover this exactly this uh, topic uh, yesterday, but in his principles in the universal laws, he speaks a lot about human being all traits at any given time in your life, you will express and repress traits in in balance, always in equanimity, positive, negative, support, challenge, kind, cruel, all that stuff. And you just said that it, it it's so true. And people are trying to be positive all the time. They're trying to be, oh, but yes. I'm just going to be nice. I don't want any conflict. I don't want any trouble. But the more they do that, the more they're in conflict with themselves, the more they're bitching about their own life, the more they're having troubles because they don't accept that everybody has those two sides inside. And every, every time you express that, it's because your values are either challenged or supported and you will react in terms of your environment. So thank you for sharing that. It's very powerful and people can, I hope, get at least one, like, hey, she's right. I can be a bitch sometimes. I can be a gentleman sometimes. I can be very angry sometimes. I can be very kind and that's okay. We are all of it. And as soon as we know that, like really know it, not believe it, that we just know it and be it. Oh, such freedom. And so cool that you had Dr. Martin. That's awesome. But I also wanted to show, I have this like piece of paper and I want you to think of like when we repel and when we um, fight and suppress or push something in a way, we actually put up a wall and it looks like this. And a wall is a wall. I mean, I've never seen a wall, Anthony, that's like, this is a brick wall, but it lets in love and it only pushes out hate. No, a wall is a wall. <laughs> a wall will push out love and it'll push out hate. A wall will push out niceness and it'll push out grumpiness. I mean, a wall is a wall. Yeah. So as soon as we bring our walls down, then we can receive all of it and we can be all of it. But we're taught that we have to protect ourselves, that we have to have walls and barriers. Now, I'm not saying not to have that you're a, a doormat. That is not what I'm saying. You are not a doormat. You could still have preferences and say, this doesn't work for me. This is what I would like. But a wall is a wall. And like you said, as soon as we repel something, it actually, it can create a life of more, like, uh, more, I'm trying to think of the words, but when you're fighting against something, you're going like this. Clash, clash. Total clashing. Yes. Thank you for the word. Yeah. And that's what I felt for so many years. That was the what's next in life. What's next? I, ah. And as soon as I just let that go, I'm like, wow, it's actually more easeful in life. Now, it's not easy. Life ain't easy, but it's much more easeful. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that's what we're, we're I see that I was striving for easy. And as soon as I go, oh, it's not going to be easy, but you're going to have more ease, Joanna. And then I was like, oh, okay, I could choose that. That's totally cool. But I was looking yeah. for easy. I was looking for, I'm never going to be sad again. Like you said, I'm always yeah. trying to be happy and positive all the time. No, yeah. some, most depressed people, stuck, right? The most depressed people are trying to be positive all the time. Yeah. Let's be positive. I'm like, no, sometimes I want to punch you in your face. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes life sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was that person before I was real. I was from the metaphysical world 
Anthony of like everything had to be wonderful and grand and butterflies. Unicorns and rainbows, marshmallows. Because if I look at the bad stuff, then I'm going to get more of it. Now, I totally get what you focus on expands, but mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I see it. Now, what would I like to choose? I see it. Now, what, I, what would I like to choose? But rather than I don't see it, I don't see it. It doesn't exist. And then that's naivety. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I'm curious if you go, so high school was like this, and then you had this epiphany maybe later down the road, but was there a point in the middle that you could just be okay with yourself before knowing about this duality stuff that you maybe you were in your career, maybe when you started your own business and you could just be okay with being more assertive as a woman, more powerful and being in a leadership role because I know maybe not, and maybe my audience is, I don't know, would be 50-50 or maybe more male than female, but you as a female entrepreneur with good leadership, good skills, how did you feel back then when you were starting out as a startup? I haven't revisited this in a while, but you know what? For me personally, I faked it. It was a lot mm. of faking. It was a, it was a pretend I'm strong. Yeah. Even before hashtags, I, but I was hashtag boss babe, even before it was there, <laughs> but it was so fake. It was so fake, Anthony, but it worked mm. and it was required for that moment. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it worked for the person whom I was at that moment in my 20s. So I opened up my first brick and mortar at 24 years old and I opened up a dance studio. And 24, when I look back, I'm like, dang, I see other 24 year olds and I'm like, man, I was young. I mean, mm. I just talk about faked it. I had never taken a business class in my life. I dropped out of college. I was like, I, I was trying to be like everybody else and then finally realizing, wait, I'm not like everybody else. And that's why I left college and I left early. It wasn't like later. I'm like, I'm out of here. And yeah. so to answer your question, it was a lot of pretending. And then it was a lot of walls up, Anthony. It was a, a lot of like, I could do, I don't need you energy. I got this energy. And it was that feminine energy with the penis on my forehead of the trying to be masculine. And I'm like <laughs> walking around like this. I don't need you. Uh, uh. You know, we all know those gals with that energy. I should have had a Oscar award-winning actress for that energy because I wore her well. And I really thought that that was a strong businesswoman. I thought in order to be a businesswoman, I need to be masculine. I need to show people that they're not hurting me. I need to show them that I'm superhuman. Mm -hmm. um, that's when I collapsed and that's when my journey started of, wait, what else to life is there? Because I can't sustain this masculine energy. It's not me. It wasn't me, but I, I couldn't articulate that then. I just knew there was some kind of energetic need to, to shift and change. So I went to my first Tony Robbins and then mm -hmm. it led to, to many different workshops. I've invested a lot of money. I do want to talk about that, about I've probably invested a quarter million dollars. So $250,000 on my mindset. And I see people yearning or wanting that mindset of like, Joanna, how are you able to get back up? How are you able to do that? I hear that question a lot. And I'm like, yeah. I went to work. It's like asking Anthony, a doctor, let's say a surgeon, mm -hmm. a surgeon that is, they know how to do open heart surgery. And we go to the surgeon and ask them, how did you learn how to do open heart surgery? Teach me. I want to learn. And the surgeon says, know. yeah, I went to a lot of years of school. I went to undergrad. I went to grad school. I went to medical school. Then I went to surgeon school. I mean, it's whatever. But we just go, oh, they went to school. But we don't ask people that their mind is so developed. We don't, hmm. we don't assume that they went to school for their mind. So I went to school, but just not the traditional school. I've had so many coaches and workshops and retreats and seminars and masterminds that would blow your freaking mind. Yeah. And when I tell people they're like a quarter million dollars, I'm like, yes, yes, this brain more to come. Is, more to come is badass. This brain is worth mm -hmm. a lot of money is worth as much as a surgeon's brain. But in this reality, Anthony, it at least in my point of view, I haven't noticed that 
that is celebrated as much as a surgeon or a doctor or an attorney that spends yeah. hundreds of thousands on school. But they're like, oh, you spent that? Well, I don't know. I want it for free. I want free podcasts. Hmm. I want free Instagram. I, I want yeah. all the coaches to give it to me for free. I shouldn't have to pay. Or I'll pay that that course for $29, and then that's going to change my life. And it didn't change my life, so F it, it doesn't work. Wait, Money back guarantee, 60 days, just in case. I want the money back. And that's <laughs> okay. what this Right, Anthony? And it's like, gosh, you want to change your life for $29? Maybe that's the start. Maybe Let me try it. And then you go on to the next, but like, come on, let's get real. Put your money where your mouth is. And um, that's how you really get back up and change change your I mean, you don't have to. What else is required? You don't have to spend money. I don't want people to to make themselves wrong for wanting the mm -hmm. free stuff. This is not about that, but but I'm just telling you my experience. Yeah. You know what I like about what you just said is I think people who don't value themselves, like they will not invest in books and seminars and everything. And I now will make I will generalize, but I think if you don't invest in yourself, in your brain, in your mind, in your potential, in your skills then why the world would invest in you back? I really don't know why. For me, it's the basic. And you know what? What is funny? I'm a coach and I was maybe hypocrite for a while because I didn't have any coach. And now I have mentors and coaches. But back then I was like, I'm coaching people, but I don't hire anybody as a private coach for myself. Yeah. And once I, I realized let me have a coach one-on-one -on -one and see how I feel and see how it is. And I'm grateful I had this decision because now I could feel even better how my clients are feeling with me. So people out there listening, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. If you think it's an expenses, exp it's not an expense. Your brain is the best ROI, return on investment you can have. It will be with you for the rest of your life. People come, people go, money comes, money go. But guess what? This is there until you die. Until you cannot breathe anymore, you still have this brain. So take care of it, invest in it, and you will reap the rewards. Well said, Anthony. I have this alarm that goes off on my phone every day. And it says, you know, spend less, invest more. But it's hmm. just to remind me, like, like you said, this is an investment. So I'll ask, is this an investment or a cost? And some things are costs and they're fun, right? But yeah. I'm like, oh, this is an investment. And I do want to throw this out there. Gosh, I heard this a million times and like you get it when you get it, right? But it took me a little bit longer to kind of get it, Anthony. But I, I kept having like money issues. I would make a lot of money and then I would spend it and then I would start all over again and I would make a lot of money and then I would spend it. And I'm just like, where's my money going? And I would take all these money classes and courses and books and nothing was shifting. And then I heard one time, it says, you don't have a money problem. It's that you have a receiving problem. And I'm like, hmm. oh, I couldn't receive. I couldn't receive the money. So then as soon as I had it, Anthony, I had to spend it because I couldn't receive. So I went on, I ran on a, on a receiving journey. Like, how can I receive more? So the first thing I did was starting January 1st of this year, I've heard it for years and I finally started it. I put 10% money away of any dollar I get. So if Anthony, if you literally were to send me $10 in Venmo just for fun, I'm going to put $1 in this account. Anytime yep. I get paid, I put 10%. Boom. The moment it lands in my account and I get that email, I go into my savings, whatever investment account, mm -hmm. and I move 10% over. And yep. the act of paying me first, and I don't use that money, Anthony. It's the, it's the ability to be able to receive and have the money. Because I could make it. That was easy. But yep. can I? have the money so now it's there it's growing it's investing and it's just there and let me tell you anthony my money problems i have never made so much money i'm going to take this back i have never profited so much money in a year my revenue is lower mm -hmm. but my profit is higher because i'm paying myself more and i'm still investing in myself which is like another 10 percent. Yeah. so then there's 20 yeah. percent right there 10 and 10. wow but it took me how many years to like start doing it? And I'm like, oh, they're doing the 10%. I don't need to do that. <laughs> I'm different. No, you know what I mean? And yeah. finally, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to January 1st. I made the demand of myself. I made the declaration. Yeah. I'm going to do the $1. And now it's actually fun. Anthony, it is 
fun to move that 1% over. I get excited to log in and move yeah. it over. So whoever, whomever is listening and needed to hear that message, this one's for you. 10% away. And if you, what do you do if you get emotional about it? Because I think some people who are not maybe as advanced in business, let's say they're just starting out as a startup and things get tough or COVID happened. And how can you keep this? Now, maybe it's, it's fresh for you, but I'm asking you anyway. If this 10% is there, how to convince yourself that this 10% should remain for savings and investments and not use for emergency? Great question. And I'm going to go with use your awareness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people ask me, how do, how do you live so with ease? Like, how do things not bother you, so to speak? Things bother me. Oh, they bother me. But how can I move through them? And I always say it's when I ask questions. So when we ask questions, we get awareness. And awareness is when we have the knowing of what to choose. And so when we have that awareness, you can ask a question and go, hey, if I choose to use this money to pay my rent, will that create more? Or if I choose to save this money and not, you know, the money will come somewhere else, will that create more? But we are taught, Anthony, to have the answers. Like we're supposed to know, we're supposed yeah. to not know, we're supposed to just have the concrete conclusion answers. So that question about the money, what if I get nervous? Is that a question or is that a conclusion? Mm -hmm. And that's what I would ask somebody. I'm like, okay, that's a conclusion that the money is needs to come over here. The money needs to go over there. What if you were to ask a question? And as soon as you ask a question, you get curious and then you get a better awareness of what is required for that money. And I know that's a whole different Thing of what we're talking about but that's what i do how important is your environment social circle when you have this abundance mindset and you know you can manifest money and save money and invest how specific are you in selecting people around you are you quite liberal that you let people from high school be around you or you're quite selective who are my friends my family it's my blood but do you keep relationship very tied to how they think their levels of consciousness. Um, I love this idea because before when I was in that metaphysical world, what I did was I cut off a lot of people mm -hmm. because I thought they're not on my vibration. They're yeah. going to mess me up, so to speak. And I can't be around them. And what that was doing, Anthony was putting up a wall. Mm -hmm. There you go. So I put up a wall to them because they're less than, len, yeah. less than, and I'm more than. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what if they are just themselves and I am just myself? And so I went on this, I am still getting it of how can I be with them without them getting me off my track? Mm -hmm. And in my awareness, in my consciousness, in more, in having more consciousness, I will have awareness of if being with them or hanging out with them will create more for me or decay. Will it create my future or decay my future? So I can ask a question. So for example, let's say I have a friend that is not the most successful when I'm around them. I don't feel too great. You know, those people. And they text me and they say, Hey, do you want to hang out on Friday? Rather than I go right away to this wall, Anthony and go, I don't hang out with them. They're on a lower vibration. Like, that's just, I mean, come on. Is that consciousness or is that just, I'm better than you conclusion? Yeah. So I can ask a question. I could just go, okay, this is what I ask. I go, truth, if I hang out with this pe person, will it create my future? And I'll get an awareness. I'll get goosebumps. I'll just kind of get a knowing. Mm -hmm. Or I'll ask, okay, truth, if I don't hang out with this person, will this create my future or decay my future? And I'll just get an awareness. And then if it's a, like a, no, don't hang out with them, I'll just text them. Oh, I'm busy, I can't, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. But if I go into conclusion, Anthony, with every single person of they're a yes, they're a no, it goes back to the same thing we we're talking about, Anthony, on the piece of paper with the line in the middle. These people are good. These people are bad. These people are good. These people are bad. And that creates a wall with the people that may not 
you may not like hanging out with. Because Anthony, I've been in rooms with people that let's just say they're not as fun to be around. They're mm -hmm. on a different vibration than I am, but I can learn a lot from them. They're a huge contribution. Like I'll have a, a an aha and I'm like, whoa, it, it just being around them. So Anthony, if we automatically put this wall up and go, I'm not going to talk to that person because what if hanging out with that person that Friday night when they text me, because I went out with that person, I met the love of my life at that restaurant that had nothing to do with that person. But my body awareness, God was saying, hang out with that person. Yeah. If the wall was down, then now if the wall's up, I'm the, a wall is a wall. And I could have, I could have not met the love of my life by going to that restaurant with that friend. Now we automatically assume that hanging out with that friend means that friend. No, what if it mm -hmm. actually means you're going to meet the server that's going to invest in your next business that knows mm -hmm. a famous person. I mean, I could go on and on with the possibilities. Yeah. Possibility you driving there, you could have something could have happened in your car that you met somebody, etc. But do you see where I'm going with this Anthony? Absolutely. We go right into conclusion of it has to be with that person. And I'm here to say it's a gazillion, million, trillion different other possibilities that that person can create for your life. I love that so much because the, the black and white mentality, if you use it for everything around you, if it's just yes or no, I really believe that you can, you can block yourself from amazing opportunities. And you just said it right now. I came to Georgia, the country, four years ago. I had a, this conviction in my heart. It was the best thing for me to do. I had a vision to come here. I had this vision. I'm going to marry this girl, my wife, my actual wife right now. Many people said, Anthony, you're crazy. You don't know. You don't know her. It's way too fast. Don't get married. But I just listened to my gut the whole time. I'd say my gut, my soul, my intuition, whatever you want to call it. I just had this physical feeling and cert certainty. There was no way it would not happen. Even with the, downs the downsides, even with the challenges. So if you have these situations that you feel well, maybe these people are making only 20,000 a year, but it's Sunday afternoon and I really feel like I want to, to go there. You go there and you, you really never know exactly like you just said, you never know what is in store for you. If you allow yourself to open the door of your house, get out and go in the real world, especially nowadays, it's so easy to get, get stuck in the house. And thanks to COVID, we got really used to that, to get stuck at home and do computer, phone, and just being isolation, the real world is so big and out there. Go and enjoy yourself and make business and make friends and everything. That's my opinion. Yeah, you know, our awareness, Anthony, is only good for a small amount of time. But when we're in conclusion, we create a, a, a like, I'm going to call it decision versus choice. A decision is more like concrete forever. I'm going to decide. And it's like till mm -hmm. death do you part energy. It's like forever and ever. And what if a choice is just good for like this amount of time? And then you make yeah. another choice and you make another choice. So when you have those friends that we cut off, we make a, a decision of like, I'm never going to talk to that person because they're on a different vibration. What if you just go on choice and go, I don't really like, enjoy hanging out with them. But if you keep going like this, like just like this, every single time when they ask you to hang out and you just check in, check in, will this create more or decay more? But if we go in with our conclusions of it has to be with that person, then we're going to get the awareness of no. And that's not awareness. That's just a point of view. But if you really just open, you're going to know that it's something different. Because let's say, for example... Anthony, you had the awareness to move to XYZ country, mm -hmm. but you move there and it's awful. I mean, you just hate yeah. it, right? It's just like, you're like, oh my God. And everybody's like, I told you so. However, when you're there, you like, yeah, meet the love of your life. Or you met somebody that led you to somebody else and then you end up moving. So you might use your brain to go, Yep, I made the wrong choice. It's never a wrong choice. It was a choice mm -hmm. that created more. 
it maybe wasn't fun when you were in it, but it created more for your life. And that's where the magic is when I tell people. I go, every choice that I make that I'm, I'm asking, is this going to create more? I know that it's going to create more even though it feels like bleh. So people yeah. go, no, it feels blah. So I made the wrong choice. It ain't wrong. Trust me. There's something there. Woo. And are you willing to get curious and ask questions? Like when I'm in the muck, Anthony, and it sucks, you know, those moments of like, well, life's safe. You're just like, God, why? That why moment. I asked, yeah, <laughs> please, the crap, get me out of here. I asked the question. This is one of my favorite questions. What is so right about this right now that I can't see? Hmm. What is right about this right now that I can't see? Because when we ask questions, we tell God, life, universe to show us the awareness. So when I say, what's right about this right now that I can't see? God says, oh, you want to see? I'll show you. Oh, what's mm. right about this? Oh, I'll show you. What's right about this? I'll show you. What's right about this? I'll show you. I'll show you. Think of God, life, universe as our parent, right? And our parent wants to always give us. Like when we asked our parents that questions, they wanted to give us, even though they maybe couldn't, but they wanted to. So yeah. God, life, universe is like, oh, I want to show you how it gets better. But if you're like, why God does this suck? God says, okay, I'm going to show you why it sucks. I'm going to give you exactly. more why it sucks. Why more it sucks. Why. Rather than why is this right? Why, why is this right? Because I can't see. Hmm. And you get truly curious and you don't answer the question because when you answer the question, you limit the possibilities. Human perspective. Human perspective. Yes. Our brain can only answer thus far from our past life. And here's a cup mm -hmm. and you just cap it. Yeah. Another famous uh, favorite question of mine is what else is possible? What else is possible for my business that I've never seen? What else is possible for my life that I can't see right now? What else is possible for this podcast that I've never, ever imagined? What else is possible for my love life that I've never, ever imagined? Like, What else is possible? Because we can That's only beautiful. think of this many possibilities, right, Anthony? Of, yeah. well, this can happen, this can happen, this can happen, this can happen. But what if there's infinite that you can never, ever, 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 ever see? If we were here for a million years and we wrote down a million things, we still couldn't come up with that. Though that's what I want to know. This is amazing. <laughs> what comes out for me when you speak about that? I have an analogy. It's uh, it's based on my real life, but you will see why why I'm going with that. So the universe is abundant. People agree with that. When you, for example, you're at the restaurant and you feel bad that you throw away some food, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna say that people in Africa are not dying from hunger. I don't want to. It's more. You'll see where I'm going. When I'm in the village, uh, Georgian village, I see many beautiful trees with apples, pears, grapes, peaches, prunes, all kinds of fruits, amazing fruits. And all these fruits in season, they're growing and then they fall on the ground. And you know what? No human can possibly eat all these fruits. So when I go at the restaurant, and I feel guilty. Oh, I didn't finish my plate, for example. I remind myself, this apple tree made another 6,000 apples rotting on the ground, feeding maybe the worms or the birds. And trust me, if you have this mentality, like the universe is so abundant, there's limitless fruits for you in metaphor way, any fruits that you seek, then why would you get stuck on just this one apple, this one solution, this one possibility? So that's my connection with your idea. I think it's very relevant. And uh, you know what? I'm 30 years old. I'm still working on myself every day. But to realize things around me, there's always more I can see. I can ask myself those powerful questions as you ask. Dr. Martini is asking the same powerful questions. How is whatever is happening today in my life helping me fulfill my values, my mission, my purpose? So it, it's bringing you back into being a master of your own life and destiny instead of being a victim of your history. And he, he sings that often. Mm. So, yeah. Yes. I love a question. Questions changed my life. Yeah. And I, as you're talking about the fruit, I'm like, yeah. Ooh, where else is there more fruit? I mean, yeah. that energy of curiosity, there's an energy, there's an energetic 
thing to the the curious muscle. And you'll you know when you're curious and you know when you're like, mm, how does it get better? You know that energy. And it's like, mm-hmm. is that really a question? Or is that more of a statement? <laughs> like that doesn't sound like a question. Like, come on, what's a real question? Like, oh, how does it get better than this? How does it get better? Hmm. I ask it when it's great and I ask it when it's horrible. Like, let's say mm. you had the best sex of your life and you ask, ooh, how does it get better than that? <laughs> and life's like, oh, you want better? Okay, right? <laughs> and even when something's crappy, like, ooh, how does it get better than this? How does it get better? Oh, you want better? Okay. But we're taught to take what we get. Just be humble, take what you get, don't yeah. ask for more. And God's like, ask for more, please. I have plenty of fruit. Ask, ask, ask. All you need to do is ask. And we've heard that like, ask and you shall be given. And if it's not working for you, I wonder, are you truly asking a question or are you in conclusion? Because if you're truly asking a question in curiosity with the curious energetic field, you will receive some really cool stuff. But I know when I ask a question and I'm not a question. I'm not the energy of a question. I'm the energy of, mm, you know, that Angry child. Yes. Cookies now. Cookies I want my now. candies, mama now. And, yeah. You know, when a kid says that and you're like, are you, did you ask me for cookies? Or are you telling me you want cookies? Yeah. That bothers me when a kid's like, I want cookies. I'm like, did you ask me? But if the, uh, the child says, Joanna, can I have some cookies? Sure, sweetheart. I will give her a million cookies. But if she's like, I want a cookie, I'm like, I'm giving you no cookie. Right? <laughs> uh-uh. It's the same thing. You think about it. Like, yeah. it's not a question. Well, once you ask a question, then I'll give you as many cookies as you want, Joanna. And yeah. so. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, so you spoke about receptive mode. And this, I get it. And people will understand to be in the vibe to receive. But what about combining this with work? Because some people are stuck in the mentality of law of attraction and we couldn't go back to the secret many years ago. And people were just praying, meditating to receive money on their head. <laughs> I, I read the book 13 times. Yeah. I watched the movies 26 times. Where is my million dollars? Please, God, show me my million. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you helping anybody in the world right now? Or are you just praying on your butt? No, I just read the book and it's supposed to come to me. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Anthony, I am at 3% of my, can we, uh, you keep talking and I'm going to grab my charger. Sure. 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 Yeah. So people there, what we can speak about during this time, I can make a little song, maybe little editing of song. Um, guys, this is episode 32 already from my podcast. Thank you so much for all the support that you're giving me, uh, over the last few weeks. You know, I'm I'm posting twice a day now, twice a day, twice a week uh, now on the podcast. And I have big, big goals for this podcast. I'm trying to invite more guests. So if you have any ideas who I can bring, if you know somebody who is very interesting, who has an entrepreneur life, who went through some hardships, I'm very open-minded to your suggestions. So you can send me an email at anthony.reve at gmail.com. You can message me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, Instagram, because I really want to make this channel the most amazing channel possible for everybody out there. I want to be one of the great with among the top names. And I'm not saying this in a brag, braggy way, just I know it's possible. So I ask you for your help. If you have any ideas for any guests, let me know and I'm going to invite them and we continue to, to create amazing episodes year after year because i ain't going nowhere joanna is back and i danced a bit it will not be edited we are so hot that my computer was just using too much battery Ah. cpu we were talking about about law of attraction and working and not just praying okay this is great because when it comes to work we tend to use our logical abc brain Right. And so I, okay, first when I started business, I was in the logical, let me try to get it right. And then I went so far to the other law of attractions, metaphysical world. I mean, I love Abraham Hicks. I saw Abraham twice in person. I mean, Abraham is my gal. And 
However, I went so far, Anthony, that I put those walls up of like, everything's possible. And I didn't, I, I took it in a way. And now I can see it, Anthony, when I listen to Abraham, I see it in a different light. But when I was starting my journey with, with the law of attraction and, and asking questions and asking for what I would like, I took it in a way where I released my awareness. I, I released my intuition and I went with, this is right, this is wrong. Law mm. of attraction is right. People that do logical are wrong. And is that consciousness? I'm going to say no, like it doesn't ring true for me, right? So as yeah. soon as I started to learn these new tools, I brought them together, so to speak. So when I'm with in work, I use my awareness and I ask questions. Okay, so I'm going to bring you into something that's happening in my business right now as mm -hmm. of today, one hour ago. Right now, I am producing an event. And... This event brings 5,000 people. It's a large event and it's in two months. And mm -hmm. we ha I have been asking the question, Anthony, what else is possible for my business that I can't see right now? How can I be so freaking successful that it just bursts out of the scenes? I keep asking this question. And then I got this email and this email was from this vendor that where they can help us in marketing. And it felt very light. When I got the email, my body lit up. It was like mm. this. I don't even know what this company is. I emailed them back. Let's set up a time. Boom, boom, boom. I meet with this company. Everything felt so light. It was like, ooh, I kept getting the yes, the energetic yes. And I kept asking, okay, is this the company? Yes, I'm getting a yes. Okay, is this the company? Yes. Is this what I've been asking for? That's another question I've been asking, Anthony. Is this what I've been asking for? And I keep getting a yes. I keep getting yeah. a yes. Now, if anybody listening is like, what does Joanna mean when she says she's getting a yes? For me, it's an awareness. It's like my body. It's it's goosebumps. It's just like I just know. And it's a muscle you build. You build this muscle because we all have it, but we were taught to turn it off. As young children, we were taught to turn off our intuition. We were, mm -hmm. taught, we were taught to just know the answers and be a robot. And so now that I'm building the muscle, so to speak, I'm building the muscle of awareness. I just ask questions and I check in with my body, like goosebumps, yes, no, okay. So I keep getting a yes. I let my staff know, hey, we're gonna change providers. And the staff got a little, oh, I'm scared. No, mm. Joanna, it's not gonna work. It's we've been doing it this way for so many years. Uh, I don't know, Joanna, are you sure it's two months out that whole story? Right. Yeah. And Anthony, I kept jumping in their universe. I kept jumping in like, Oh yeah, they're right. We shouldn't change two months in uh, that's conclusion. I jumped into what they were feeling. I was jumping into their thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And I'm like, wait, hold on universe. Show me my reality. And I kept getting this company, this company. This is my reality. This is yeah. how we're going to explode. The other company is a B plus. They're great. But this company is going to take us to a whole new level. So hmm. then, Anthony, I know that right now I am having like a, a distraction of wanting to stay small. And the uh -huh. distraction is this company is safe. Yeah. You should move two months in. I don't know. And then my brain starts to go, oh, she, they're right. They're right. We shouldn't Contraction move. feeling versus expansion. Totally. Contraction of staying the same, of not getting bigger. And that's the distractor. It's like a little distractor guy going, stay over here, stay over here. You're not going to get bigger. And it's so the distractor is the lie. And the lie is... We should stay over here because it's two months in. The lie is two months is not long enough, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But God's like, uh, I could do anything in two months. I could do this in two days. <laughs> I, I can move mountains. Do you want it? Yes or God's no? Feet. Yeah. But I'm like, no, we have to stay over here. So I share that story because I'm in it right now. And I'm going to make the choice right after this call if we're going to go with this new company and go, Joanna, are you willing to make your staff a little bit nervous for making something that's going to be so 
impactful. We're going to explode. This business is going to explode with this company. And are you willing to do that? And are you willing to follow the signs? So yeah. that's how I bring in the logical and, you know, both realms into business and go, okay, I get it. She's saying this. Okay. I'm over here. And I keep following the awareness. And when I say awareness, it just means intuition, gut, yeah. same thing. It's the same thing. Right. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, we were taught that we don't know. We have to ask other people. We have to get advice. We have to do pros and cons. And I'm here to tell you, you're freaking smart. You know what you know for your life. So even though my staff is going, I don't know. I'm like, I know, I know. My body is telling me, go, Joanna, this is it. Are you willing to be the leader for them when they're in fear, when they're in the distractor of fear? Your certainty will and should always exceed their doubt. If you are the lighthouse in the building, in the in the company, they will see your light, even if they're afraid, even if it's dark, and you're just this beam in the middle, like, I know where I'm going. I know what I want. I know what you guys can do with me and together as a team, as a whole, as a family. And with that, anything is possible. But when they're stuck in their fears, what happens is everybody's in their little microcosm, little, oh, but me here, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. So everybody is separate. But when you come with your leadership as, as a leader, as a CEO, and you say, guys, we can do this together. And this new company will come to us and make a difference. Yes, it's a risk. But guess what? Biggest risk, biggest rewards. Very cliche, but very true. So I am writing that down because I'm going to use that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to actually say that. Yeah, that was the awareness I got too, Anthony. Thank you for saying that because I'm like, okay, I got to shine brighter for my team. Yeah. I'm going to shine brighter. That lighthouse that you said, I'm going to shine brighter. And there was a light that just came in. I'm, I'm trying to make it. Oh, that I, the you did that. I was like, wow. <laughs> Joanna, lead the company. This is Gandalf the Great, the white. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna see that picture of you with that light as, as I yeah. Do. We can we can frame it in your in your office if you want. <laughs> like this for the rest of eternity. Okay. Um, next question. Time is going fast. Time is going fast. Next question. How did you develop your leadership when you were not in a position of leadership yet? Was it natural? Intuitive again, just awareness, or you had something else that built you from adversity, for example? I would say it was two things. One was practice. Uh, from when I was in a dance team, like I told you in high school, mm -hmm. I was the captain, then I was the president of the club. I was always that person that was always in charge. When I was in my sorority in college, I was in a leadership position. So it was with practice. So if you want to increase your leadership skills, Jump in and practice. If you're in the PTA, anything, and somebody asks you, hey, who would like to lead this group? Raise your hand. Because mm -hmm. you're like, every time you raise your hand to go, okay, I'll help lead. I'll jump in this committee. You're practicing your leadership. So that was one of them. I practice, practice, practice. The second thing is I studied. Let's go back to when we talked about school and studied. I read so many books of leadership. And I also had my team read the leadership books together. Anthony, we would uh, read books and do book clubs with my team. Yeah. We would discuss the leadership book, you know, at our team meeting every Monday, right? Or, okay, everybody, we're going to read chapter one this week. Okay, next week, we're mm -hmm. reading this chapter. We're going to discuss it. And then Anthony's going to lead us in a discussion. So now you show up and you're like, oh, I got to be ready. That's how I led the team. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and you give responsibility. Yes. And I let the team know like, hey, I'm here learning with you. Just as much as we're all learning together, I'm learning to be a better leader as well. Mm -hmm. And one thing with being a leader that I noticed is that I, I take time to listen where before I was very reactive. I was very reactive and I was very defensive in my yeah. younger leadership skills because I thought I have to defend my honor. You know, when we were talking about being a bitch earlier, like I have to defend. And so now when any 
employee or teammate says something, I just listen. And if I feel like I'm going to react, I take a moment. I go, don't respond to them right away. Don't respond to the text. Don't respond to the email. Take a moment. Take an hour. Take a day until I can clear my mind because this is not mine. And then when I can come back. Now, sometimes, Anthony, it's required for me to say something that's like, "Mm," because I'm feeling this energy right now and I need to say it now. And sometimes I'm like, "Mm." if I say something right now, will this create the future or decay the future? Nope, I'm going to wait. So I check in again. I ask a question. Sometimes I get a, nope, Joanna, don't you dare send anything. Got it. Noted. I ain't going to send anything. I'll get those goosebumps again of like, nope, it's because they can't hear it right now. The person on the receiving end can't hear it. Right. Or I'll get an awareness of like, nope, it's going to get worse or et cetera. Or I'll get an awareness, Anthony, of like, say this because they can hear it right now. They can hear it, right? Somebody listening to this podcast right now may turn it off because they can't hear it, meaning like they can't energetically hear it yet. They're not ready. And somebody might totally get it. Like, oh my gosh, I get it. That one person that heard it and said, oh my gosh, my life was going like this. Then I took a right turn and I got it. I get it. Yeah. I I think that's also good for love relationship. What you just said, like to be, because if, for example, you're my, my marriage, and if I, I try to force an idea at one specific moment, but if my wife is not receptive to receive it, then it's a waste of time, energy, everybody lose. But if you wait and you know when the time is right, then the door opens and everything is possible. It's not easy to do. It takes practice, really. And I'm look, I'm only three years into my marriage. People have way more experience than me, 25 years, 30 years. But still, the same communication is important. And you can feel when there's like no way there will be any solution. In this case, it's better to withdraw and do something else. Like I go for a walk, for example, because staying in the same room will not solve anything. Yes. Oh, too shade of that, Anthony. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I tell my my boyfriend, my partner all the time. I'm like, OK, I I can't hear you right now. I'm not in a good place. Trust me. Give me an hour. Give me this. I need to take a bath. I, this is required right now. Even though he, his personality was like, let's talk about it right now. Okay, please give me. Yeah. I, yeah. Are you like that? Yeah, I let's think men, men are like this, I think, in general. <laughs> yeah, let's work let's it solve out. It. What do you want? Let's solve it right now. I have solutions for you. I need a hug right now. And I'm like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Get out of my face. And I'll go, babe, I love you and I want to punch you. Please give me an hour. And then we come back and then I I apologize. And it's so cute. I'll, I'll apologize, Anthony, and I'll go, I'm sorry for being a bitch. I was totally choosing a bitch. And we laugh and we're done. It's so over because it was. I was choosing cuckoo crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's it's okay. okay. Yeah. And then he's like, I love you. And it's over. It's like that fast, right? Yeah. It's Light beautiful. Truth. Yeah, false is heavy. And it's so it was so light and so true. And it's like done. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful when you can connect with that and see the the comedy in the tragedy. When something is like so like difficult or sudden, after all, it's like it was not such a big deal. And I always speak about this uh metaphor, like people who are going the astronaut going to the moon with this overview effect, looking at the at the space, at the sorry, at the earth. You can never see the human problems the same way if you're from above, yeah. high, high above there in the sky, in the space. How important is your flat tire when you're <laughs> 20,000 kilometers away from Earth? Yeah. Or your boss said that you didn't do a good job on this presentation. It's not that important. You will be fine. The Earth continues to spin very, very fast around the sun and you don't feel it. And gravity is holding you on this ground it's crazy yeah your problems are not as big as you think i like to do that anthony when i meditate or just kind of do some visionary work i'll sit there and i envision myself like looking up aerial view like i'm above my house i start there then i go above my city and i look down then i go above my country then i go above the earth then i go above the universe and i just keep looking down i was like Oh, Joanna, you're so cute. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I love very that. helpful. <laughs> Joanna, we're very close to the end. Now, my last question for you is, 
we go fast forward five years from now, it's 2027, and people go back at your episode in 2022, what do you want them to remember from your episode, from you as a person, a gold nugget, some wisdom that they can take away today and implement and have an amazing day, week, or even year? There is so much power and creation in asking a question, in the, 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 the energy of curiosity. That's where magic lives. That's where magic is created in endless, endless, endless possibilities of when we get curious and ask a real question and do not answer it with your conclusions and your thoughts because they're not yours and just be open and willing to receive the awareness. And when the awareness pops, endless possibilities. And I would love for one to a hundred people to take that with you because when you get it, magic, magic and asking a question. You got it. Magic questions, magic life, everybody. Yeah. Joanna, thank you so much. How can you, how can we connect with you if we want to work with you, if we want to go to your dance events, buy your stuff, read your stuff, tell us about you now. It's your self-promotion time, marketing time, strut your stuff. You can listen to my podcast called The Get Up Girl, and I give tools of this nature that actually work, not just think positive, but actual tools that will help you create more for your life. And I live a lot on Instagram and it's easy. It's Joanna Vargas official DM me there. We can start the conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joanna, for your time. Everybody on the show right now, I'm Anthony Rivet, your host for your brother's podcast. You can follow me personally on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your brother's podcast is on YouTube, uh, Apple, Spotify. And I will also open a rumble account, which is a new platform that's pr that is about free speech, just in case. YouTube decide to do something bad to me in the future, we never know. So thank you guys. And if you want to support me financially, there will be a Patreon link in the description. Please uh, like, share and subscribe. And I will see you next time. Joanna, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Okay, bye, everybody.